0: All right, it's time for another episode of Stolen Droids Podcast. I'm Zahner. And I'm Colin. And we're back. Uh, we did get a little bit of feedback on our previous episode, which was the return of Stone Droids, the we're back to our roots episode.
1: Was not actually an April Fool's joke.
0: It was not. It was <laughs> a legitimate thing. We are really back for better or worse. Uh, so sorry if you thought it was for worse, but you know, it's our show. We're going to do it. But that feedback did come in on various social media platforms. Some of it I'm not going to try and read because, frankly, I'm too old. And I'll get mocked by the kids.
1: The the terminology was too hip for you?
0: It's too hip for me because, you know, old old man's honor over here. Old man's honor. I don't even know if I could pronounce some of the words that the kids say today. But it's just whatever. I'm too old for some of this. But uh yeah.
1: Thanks. It's all fetch anyways. It it is, you know. We'll try and it's be so on uh,
0: we'll try and be on fleek this time and and whatever else the kids today
1: say. I mean, your brows are pretty on point right now, are my they? friend. Are they? Dude, they're, oh, like, yeah. they're a bushy mess of old man. Coming from a guy that that happens to work for a beauty company doing IT, I mean, they're looking good, man.
0: Well, hey, I, I appreciate that. I appreciate <laughs> that. Uh, oh, geez. Now I'm totally lost here. I'm totally <laughs> lost. I'm just, okay. I'm just like looking at my eyebrows because they're so long. They're <laughs> hanging down into my eyes. You, I can see them.
1: You know, I felt really lost this week too while I was in Vegas. I went to uh, Sweet World, uh, NetSuite convention in the ERP software, and Shaq was DJing as DJ Diesel. And let me tell you, a conference full of a bunch of accountants and IT guys. Shaq's up there, like, trying to get the crowd into it, and they're just kind of standing there, not even, like, really waving back and forth. They're just staring and just like, what the heck did (laughs) we walk into? (laughs) And, like, we're doing a soft... The company bought out the Chaos Dance Club that was going to launch a couple days later, so we were basically doing a soft open. And, like, the audio was just terrible. Everything was just falling apart. And it was like, and this is why you do a soft open, folks.
0: That is why you do a soft open because you never know what horribleness is
1: going to happen. And what better time to do it with a bunch of accountants and IT guys that really just don't care. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) All all they're sitting there
0: is thinking, I just want to go back to my room and play some video game or, you know, look at my spreadsheets and do my nerd stuff because really that's what we do.
1: Exactly. Speaking of being geeks and being disappointed, let's talk about Ryan Johnson.
0: (laughs) Ryan Johnson never fails to disappoint, does he?
1: (laughs) I mean, it it depends on if you're a fan of the last Jedi or not. (laughs) I got to go on the record. I liked
0: the last Jedi. I was a little confused. Well, more than a little. I was a lot confused by some of his choices. There was some stuff in Last Jedi that I just, I didn't understand at all. You know, Rey's lineage was one. Uh, The way that Snoke got killed. I, oh, spoiler warning, by the way. Uh, it's
1: been... <laughs> <laughs> if you couldn't couldn't tell, Zonner was rolling his eyes.
0: <laughs> it it's been years though. I mean, if you haven't seen it, really, that's on
1: you. But really, I mean, let's let's talk about the, the Snoke portion for a second. Okay. Right? So how does someone who is supposed to be, you know, so well trained in the force all of a sudden just get back? So- well, not even really backstab. Kind of front stab. He got like, side stabbed. Yeah, like how does that even happen? He doesn't even sense anything like off hilt. Like if that was Emperor Palpatine, he would have saw that coming from a mile away. See, I don't know. I mean, everybody
0: expected that Snoke was maybe a clone of Palpatine or. You know, maybe he was Darth Plagueis, or I mean, there were all these rumors floating around that he was some powerful Sith Lord that had been around since like the dawn of time. But he proved to be just some chump. Yeah, he was—he was some sucker that got taken out. I mean, he went down like a punk. It was ridiculous, and that—that yeah. that really kind of bugged a lot of people. Uh, the way that Ray I mean. Oh yeah, you're just a nobody. Your parents just dumped you on on some trash planet and they're nobodies and you're a nobody. And I kind of like the idea that okay, yeah, she doesn't necessarily need to be a Skywalker. But on the other hand, I want her to be somebody, you know? I don't want her Yeah. I don't want her to be just be like some some alcoholic fathered gambling mother, you know, or <laughs> nobody them, dump, dump her so that they can go get their vices on type of situation. I want there to be something there. Give her some backstory.
1: Yeah, at least tie her into to something. And and I, I still have hopes that JJ J. Abrams will, will go back and he'll fix those things. MTV did a interview with Ryan Johnson that basically Ryan said I haven't really been involved in any conversations. I'm just here for the ride. Like, I want to go see the movie. And the interviewer even asks him uh, about his set of films and and what that's looking like. And he's just like, I'm just along for the ride still right now. They're they're trying to figure out where it's going to be in, in the, the storyline of things or the uh, timeline. And so... I'm just chilling. Like they, they haven't even had any discussions yet of his films. Well, and you mentioned you know, J.J.
0: Abrams maybe coming in and and changing some of that stuff. What if he does come in and retcon stuff? It seems like Ryan Johnson, based on some of the some of the questions that MTV was asking him, like he'd be cool with that. He doesn't care, which at that point makes me wonder why did we have episode eight at all? Yeah, if JJ's just gonna have to come in and retcon the entire thing, what's what was the point of it other than a cash grab? In hindsight,
1: I really don't think that Ryan Johnson is a Star Wars fan. When you when you really dive into it, like even with these interactions, the guy asks him what timelines. Ryan Johnson liked, and he can't even answer. He specifically lists like Knights of the Old Republic and a couple other areas, and it's just like, why, why can't you answer that if if you're supposedly well versed in in the Star Wars universe? Why can't you do that? That to me tells me he never fully understood how the Force worked, so he took it above and beyond what some of those capabilities are or were.
0: Like, Leia flying through space.
1: Yeah, not even being phased. Even Star-Lord in Guardians of the Galaxy, like, even being, what, like a half-god or something? Yeah. He <laughs> he still can't breathe in space. Yeah. Like, all of a sudden the Force is, is going to save you in the middle of what just completely exploded it's just a stretch to me and i still think it's it's a mary poppins thing
0: and and i remember watching that scene in the theater thinking what the crap have they just done and at this moment i'm sitting here and i can see it playing in my head and i'm thinking what the crap have they done and i know that it had been done elsewhere i think star wars rebels did it but still what the crap have they done
1: yeah and if you guys want to hear more of our thoughts on the last jedi you guys can go back and listen to our generic geek podcast episode number 26 where we reviewed the film with tracy you know i haven't even listened to that
0: since we did it i'm curious how my how my thoughts on on the movie have changed
1: yeah i recently watched the last jedi and still my opinions haven't changed i feel like it was far too slow There was no buildup of of the characters. A lot of the things were just kind of tossed out there and expected to be filled. And I was not a very big fan of the side mission of uh, Finn and Rose. That just took way too long. It seemed out of place for the film. I felt like the pacing wasn't there. And then the whole, oh, my name's Rose. I'm going to come save you last minute, Finn. And all of a sudden, she's kissing him.
0: Yeah, the whole Finn and Rose thing felt a little forced to me. Yeah, still does. It seems a little unnecessary, but you know.
1: Yeah, seems seems like a very childish like relationship.
0: Yeah, we're not here to review it. Two years, three years later, whatever it's But been. yeah,
1: let's let's but, carry on here. But you know, anyways. I, actually,
0: <laughs> I, I want to go back to something you said though. Before we yeah. before we move on, you said you don't really think that he understands Star Wars or that he's a Star Wars fan. I had never really considered that. And, you know, there's been a lot of talk with Zack Snyder recently in the news, and we've posted Mm -hmm. a few articles up on StolenDroids.com, one of which where I flat out said his comments confirm that he does not understand these characters. He was saying superheroes kill. There's there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Superheroes kill people, and that's just how it is. No, superheroes don't kill people. That's what makes them superheroes. They're better than us. They're better than, they're better than the people that they fight. And that comment right there confirmed to me. I've always suspected that he didn't really understand Superman. I somewhat suspected he didn't understand Batman, but I kind of figured that he, he understood Batman better than Superman. But with your comments regarding Ryan Johnson and some of the, some of the ways he answered some questions there or didn't answer questions, I guess would be a better way to put it. I had never considered that he doesn't understand the Star Wars universe. He's got no business directing stuff in the Star Wars universe if he doesn't understand it. And he shouldn't have a trilogy. No. When you, when you have a beloved property like that, I think it's got to be a requirement that you have at least a Basic understanding. I'm not saying you've got to be hardcore nerd on it. You don't need to understand every intricate detail of that property, but you need to have a surface understanding of it. Totally. Or else you're gonna you're gonna cause a lot of problems.
1: Well and that's that's why JJ J. Abrams was the perfect selection for the films. Oh, he I totally had agree. A back connection to the films. And yeah, Ryan Johnson just doesn't have anything and the fact that he's getting this trilogy, no one wants him to direct this trilogy except for, what's her face, Catherine. Kathleen Kennedy. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I don't even think she really should be in the helm at this point. But that's a whole nother episode. And there's a lot of people that would agree with you.
0: I might be one. Depends on the day.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it depends on the day. Oh, man. But moving on. Yeah, let's switch up to uh, Suicide Squad here. So, got some uh, different casting news. Viola Davis will be returning to Suicide Squad. Well, the new, new Suicide Squad that has no kind of sequel connection at all.
0: Yeah, it's not (laughs) going to be a sequel, but it's going to have Margot Robbie in it. And it's gonna have Viola Davis in it. Reprising as Amanda Waller. Amanda Waller. Who Amanda Waller is just not a
1: good person. Uh she's she's about as messed up and bad as you can get. While still being considered one of the good guys. Yeah, like somehow within Argus, she is just this this powerhouse and can apparently control every aspect of the government. Yeah. She's terrible.
0: Simply terrible. Yeah. So she'll be back. I like Viola Davis. I think she's a good actress. Uh, I liked her as Amanda Waller. Although I picture Amanda Waller as kind of this, I don't know, this 300 pound behemoth of a woman who will just break your face. And Viola Davis doesn't really give me that vibe. (laughs) <laughs> she kind of gives me the, I'm going to have somebody come into your house in the middle of the night and cut you while you sleep vibe.
1: And, you know, that really works for Amanda Waller. It, it does. I, I think either, <laughs> either route works. I mean, she can hold her own ground. She doesn't. He don't need no man. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that
0: is true. That is true. But. The big news uh, regarding this, uh, oh, Jai Courtney is also going to be returning as Captain Boomerang because yay, whatever. You know, it's, I, ha- I had a coworker when Suicide Squad first came out and he said, you know, they need to stop trying to make Jai Courtney a thing or Jay Courtney, Jai Courtney. I don't know. They They need to stop trying to make him a thing because he's not going to be a thing. And I thought, you know, that's that's pretty appropriate right there. Because, yeah, I I think so. Uh, But it was originally reported that Idris Elba was going to be playing Deadshot, uh, replacing Will Smith. And Variety is now reporting that, I guess, uh, Elba and James Gunn, along with the creative team, have been discussing things. And they don't want to feel like they are disrespecting Will Smith. And so they've decided that he will not be playing
1: Deadshot. He's going to play someone else. Because Will Smith is not someone you want to uh, <laughs> get on the wrong page with. I guess not. So, Which really sucks because I actually really liked Will Smith as Deadshot. I did too. I felt that he was he was pretty straight on for that role. And I'm curious if Disney has some contractual agreement where... He can't be in any film during a certain time because of uh, Aladdin. And so maybe he's being held off from this film. Or he just wanted too much money and James Gunn didn't <laughs> didn't want to get into that.
0: <laughs> I have no idea, but I, th- I thought he did a good job. Uh, I really liked him as Deadshot. But now the speculation has started, you know, who's Idris Elba actually going to play? A couple people have suggested, you know, maybe we'll see him as King Shark maybe we'll see him as uh Rat Catcher, possibly uh Mr. Polkadot which would be you know pretty far out. I I think I think King Shark would be kind of fun, but you know, it's Idris Elba, I want to see Idris Elba be more Idris Elba E. I don't want totally. to really see
1: the shark version. Yeah, of I him. <laughs> I don't want to see him
0: buried under prosthetics or CGI even. I want to see him being Idris Elba, because
1: he's a great actor. Yeah, he's he's amazing, and I wish they didn't kill him off in Avengers. Who knows? Maybe he'll still be back. I guess we'll find out here in a few
0: weeks, eh? A lot of, a lot of speculation. There's a lot of speculation going on there. You know, it's not a speculation right now. What's that?
1: Shazam!
0: Well, for you it is, because you haven't it seen is. it yet. Uh I, I need to. That's what happens when you He's go out man. of town during, you know, opportunities for everybody to go see it.
1: Uh, I know, right? Freaking have
0: to see Shaq
1: instead of Zachary Levi.
0: Yeah, and, and while we're talking about that, the Movies That Make Us podcast all went to go see uh, Shazam the other night, and we've got a review episode posted, or they've got their review episode posted. I say we because I... Was involved with it. And I I do produce their shows. So when I say we, it's, I'm kind of, I'm kind of the fourth member of their show, even though I'm the silent member. And they'll sit there and they'll mock me when I don't have a microphone. Uh, But, (laughs) anyways, they've got a new episode that's out today as well. It's going to be, or it is, it's not going to be, it is their review show of Shazam. And I was actually a guest on it. So they gave me a microphone that time. They're like, okay, we know you're the boss. We know you're the producer. Here's a microphone you can talk too. So thanks, guys, for letting me talk. I appreciated it. It was fun. Yeah, go check out that episode when you're done listening to this one because it was a lot of fun to record, and Shazam was a great movie.
1: Yeah, and the box offices are are looking pretty good right now for it. They are. Uh, they are forecasting about uh, $51 million for the first weekend. That's pretty dang good.
0: Yeah, uh, they, I think they were originally expecting it would be what in
1: like the $40 million range. Yeah. And, uh, run tomatoes, uh, is actually putting their score in about 93%. Yeah. So that's, that's a, that's a
0: good opening just to kind of compare it to something Ant-Man brought in 57.2, uh, in the opening weekend. And so if it's, if it's able to stand tight, you know, we're looking at bringing in more than Ant-Man did with Shazam.
1: And from what I've been hearing, Shazam may be what gets DC back on the map for once.
0: It could be. You know, my kids all went and saw it tonight. And my daughter came home and she said that was the best DC movie I think I've ever seen. I can't say that I disagree. They did a really good job. But yeah, Shazam is performing much better than expected. It's getting great reviews. And, you know, it, there, is, there is some stuff that might be a little scary for the young kids. There is a little bit of language. It does have comic book style violence in it. But, you know, it's a, it's a pretty good family friendly movie, I think, for the most part. There, there's not a lot in it that, you know, you're going to have to sit down and explain to your children after you leave the theater if you take your younger ones to it. So, yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs>
1: Well, let's talk about tech. Yes. Let there be tech. So there's a couple different Apple things going on. Uh, Before we jump into those, though, let's talk about Face ID detection. So Face ID, I hate the concept
0: of it. That's been a big selling point with Apple phones for a few years now. And you're always hearing about how Apple's Face ID got hacked by a photocopy or by, like, a wrinkled up picture it seems like it's not a very secure way to actually secure your
1: phone totally and like for instance if you're if you're with a cop and nothing against cops we love cops but i'm just saying there's some bad cops out there right they'll take your phone and they'll want to see something that you said on it or were you were you texting while driving yeah exactly And so they can just take your phone, show it to your face, and then it's unlocked. There's zero privacy. (laughs) And when you are in a company and it's all about company security and you have company secrets on your phone, that is the last thing that you want for someone to be able to just take a photo of you or (laughs) sneak your phone to have it detect you and all of a sudden Your company secrets are gone. Yeah, that's bad news. To me, the PIN code is probably the most secure method right now for a mobile phone. Well, I saw
0: even that the Galaxy S10's thumbprint scanner got hacked, which is terrifying. Because, you know, you think biometrics... You're talking with like a a
1: piece of tape?
0: (laughs) I, I didn't see how they did it. I just saw the headline come across one of my news feeds, and I didn't get a chance to read the article to see how they did it, but...
1: If it's anything like good old Nick Fury and, and <laughs> Captain Marvel, just, just take that, that old school piece of tape and pop it over the scanner, and you're good to go. That is
0: true. That is true. But, you know, it's tough enough, because it barely reads my thumb as it is, so I don't know how they'd hack that thing. Yeah.
1: And I I was more of a... As far as a functionality wise, uh, I've used both Face ID and the touch ID and touch ID just made things flow so much better. I'm already picking up my phone with my hand. And so my finger is automatically going to rest on that pad. Oh yeah. To log me in. Yeah. Now I have to hold up my phone way up to my face, make sure it's positioned just right. If there's lighting issues, like if I'm laying in bed in the dark and I try to use that, it's not going to detect my face. Well, and I've seen issues too, where we're, women or
0: girls have makeup on when they take their picture. And then when they got no makeup on, they can't get
1: into their phone. They're a completely different person. And sometimes like, I know, I know this happened with some of HP's technology where HP could only detect white people. I, I think we saw that with Apple too. Maybe. I think we, we did an episode on it back in the day. I
0: think we did. That sounds very
1: familiar. But yeah, and so it's ridiculous that, that these technologies, A, they don't function the way they should, B, it can't detect uh, a 2D or, or even a 1D from a 3D, and the amount of security behind it is non-existent. So it's kinda the hilarious. only way to protect your phone is either doing a pattern swipe and hoping no one sees the pattern, or doing like an eight-digit pin on your phone. And even with the pattern, if you've
0: got grease on your phone or something from holding it up to your face, that pattern's gonna be there, so they don't even need to oh yeah, it's just automatically traced yeah, i mean it's it's gross to say the least, but yeah. yeah,
1: I just wish they would come out with a method that's just clean, like just just prick my my finger for my DNA or something. <laughs>
0: while we're at and, it let's just then check, then check out my blood
1: sugar right? yeah let, let's just do a diabetes check and you know i mean that's what they're doing with the apple watch these days right they're they're trying to get those additional health benefits tracked that's that's next level right there that, uh, yeah get a discount on your health insurance <laughs>
0: Bada bing, bada boom. That's what Apple needs to do. Yeah, I've, Innovation right there. I've actually never set up any sort of face ID recognition on a phone. I just, I, I want no part of that. You know, not that not that I really keep my phone secured. I keep my, my work phone very secure because it's my work phone. But my personal phone, you know, I keep a pin on it or I, I do a pattern on it rather. And I've got the the thumbprint scanner set up. But my kids all know the pattern. My wife knows the pattern. I don't care, you know, if they're reading my email or something. I've, whatever. I don't care. There's, there's not a lot going on in my life that I need to, (laughs) that I need to worry about hiding from my family. And so I'm fine with them. But you know, I'm concerned with the random stranger that picks it up. I don't want them seeing all the stuff that's on there, which is why I use some sort of a lock. But I I don't like the face thing. I've just, it just seems weird to me. It just seems weird to me. I'm ugly, man. I don't need to like look at myself to
1: open. <laughs> I I don't need that. I don't need that. Well, I feel like technology really is being released earlier than it should. I totally agree. There's, There are tons of things that, that shouldn't be around that are and it's just not effective. For instance, you know, Apple decided, oh hey, let's let's create this air power charging mat, right? Uh-huh. The the whole goal of the device was you could charge all three of your big Mac Eco devices. And so you would have your iPhone, your AirPods, and your Apple Watch. Now, does Apple
0: have and you're going to have to forgive me, uh, Colin for this because you know me. I'm not an Apple guy and listener. <laughs> don't laugh at me because frankly, I don't care enough about Apple to research what accessories they have. So, uh, but do they have a wireless charger for just like a single device for like your phone that you can just plop your phone onto? Or I imagine they've got, got the charger for the watch, but.
1: Yeah, there's third party devices. They don't. They don't sell their own. Oh, They're Apple
0: does charging. not have their own, huh? I did not, not know that. that. Okay,
1: not that I'm aware of. Okay, I haven't. I haven't checked. I don't use it. Uh, I use a Mophie one. Okay,
0: because I know Samsung has. I, well, I mean, there's there's a lot of third party ones
1: for Android devices. I think wireless charging is is really the future. Yeah, I completely agree. In Apparently, the tech isn't there yet because Apple back in 2017 said, oh, yeah, we're going to have the Air Power released by 2018. It's 2019. They hadn't released it. And now all of a sudden they're pulling it. And they said, uh, quote, after much effort, we've concluded AirPower will not achieve our high standards and we have canceled the project. And that was uh, Dan R- Rickio the vice president of hardware uh, and said, we apologize to those customers that were looking forward to this launch. We continue to believe the future is wireless and are committed to push the wireless experience forward.
0: So they even believe that
1: the future is wireless. Totally. But the technology apparently isn't there yet because they can't even do it. So how, how can the tech not be
0: there? I don't understand that because every, I mean, I got my first wireless charger with my S7, which I got – no, I got it with my Nexus
1: 5. So – That was four years ago, dude. Five years ago. So I'm curious if it's an issue with being able to charge multiple devices on that actual pad. And I think as far as that goes – because I tried to charge two phones at once on my wireless Mophie charger. Uh And it wouldn't detect either phone
0: just overloads the system. As soon
1: yeah, as soon as I removed the other, it started charging.
0: Interesting.
1: So, it may be that it can't handle the amount of power load, maybe they just didn't scope the project right. Who knows. But they're they're not releasing it and that's too bad because pretty much everyone thought that it was going to be out and they just kind of last minute pulled it out.
0: And a wireless charger uh, especially, I mean, the tech, like I just said, it's been around for years. It's not yeah. like they're reinventing the wheel. I mean, this is some, no, not at all. Yeah, this is something that that is not new tech. So you would think that it's not something that would take them years to develop, but yet here we are. Totally, here we are. I I find that um almost comical, but. You know, if it's if it's an issue where the system is just getting overloaded, you know, if it was Samsung, they'd be like, you know, screw it. If it explodes, it explodes. We'll do a mass recall. Uh, (laughs) You know, because that's kind of
1: what Samsung does. Yeah, and I will say that Apple has a good track record. They they don't just pull back products. And so if there's a lacking somewhere, I'm going to believe it's it's a technology gap versus an actual production gap. It doesn't really sound like Apple.
0: Yeah, it's, it's kind of surprising because, you know, you hear about companies where they announce products all the time, and then you never hear about the products again. Or you hear that the product got delayed indefinitely until you never hear about the product again or you know you may they may be kind and say oh yeah we canceled that you don't hear that apple doing that very often no so it is kind of uncharacteristic of them but it is a pretty high profile project so i can i can understand why they probably did make a statement on it and it's probably for the best that they did make that statement so you know Agreed. they don't have that PR nightmare coming down their coming down their throat. Speaking of PR nightmares, um, I think we may have a, a a feud brewing between Netflix and Apple. I, I
1: don't think we have a feud. Oh, I think we may
0: have a feud brewing.
1: Well, because really, I mean it. It all goes back to to our conversation last week about um, Apple launching Apple TV Plus. Yeah, where they are moving their their. TV platform onto other devices, that means being able to connect other apps into those devices.
0: Yeah, but they're also going, they've announced that they're going to be creating their own content too, which makes them a direct competitor to Netflix.
1: It does, but they've they've also always played right. And Netflix even said that they want to make sure that it's a great, experience on any device that they use and so with airplay uh, support rolling out to third-party party devices there wasn't a way for them to distinguish between the devices an apple tv versus another device okay and so actually having the app on there and then having it's it's hard to say what that functionality is even going to look like right now uh-huh um for instance with Apple TV on just that app can you actually stream to your TV with Apple AirPlay still there's there's been no talk of that functionality yeah because that's a that's a key thing with with Apple TVs
0: that's a big thing and you know speaking of of streaming you know Netflix is has kind of killed the whole AirPlay thing at the moment with with iOS devices they're not they're not digging that at the moment and a lot of people are speculating it's because of the the Apple TV plus announcement uh, the timing just happens to happens to fit
1: <laughs> i i think it's more so that netflix is testing their solution with the new application and is realizing that it's not cross compatible right now let me have my conspiracies, Colin. You can have them, but Apple usually plays pretty well with the other companies, generally speaking, for the most part. But does Netflix?
0: We've never heard of any big issues. No, we haven't. But there's
1: always a first. There is. There's a first time for everything. It's it's it's, it's really hard to say in 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 this time of software. As a subscription service, yeah. So really, it it's one of those things where we're just gonna have to wait and see.
0: Yeah, we really are. So yeah, according to Netflix, though, AirPlay is no longer supported on the iPhone, iPad, or iPod Touch due to quote technical limitations. We have no other details. Netflix isn't isn't really given much information. Uh, they did. Issue a statement, though, saying, quote, we want to make sure our members have a great Netflix experience on any device they use with AirPlay support rolling out to third party devices. There isn't a way for us to distinguish between devices, what is an Apple TV and what isn't, or certify these experiences. Therefore, we have decided to discontinue Netflix AirPlay support to ensure our standard of quality for viewing is being met Members can continue to access Netflix on the built-in app across Apple TV and other devices. So kind of what you were just saying there, Colin. So I love the top comment on this article, though. They say uh, this person says it's like they want me to cancel my subscription.
1: (laughs) I mean, just just go to Apple TV, right?
0: (laughs) Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting. There's there's a lot of people who are not happy about this. But yeah, no. I think time will tell, um, you know, if it is truly a testing thing, if they are just trying to figure out what, what it is, then the issue should be resolved shortly and yeah. it'll be back up and running and nobody will have to cry and nobody half will have to cancel their subscription and nobody will have to look for alternatives. And speaking of alternatives on my favorite this week, I've got an awesome one. It is Spark for Android. It hit last week. We were talking about it with Google killing off Inbox. Spark for Android hit uh, the day after our podcast dropped. I actually got invited to the beta day early. I think a day before the the app went live, so I got to play with it a little bit early. I like it. It's got some good functionality to it. Uh, I know you were having some issues with it, Colin.
1: Yeah, uh, as soon as I uh, was receiving calendar invites on on the iOS version, they were just getting automatically canceled, which doesn't work great for business. No, it it so, really doesn't. So that wasn't really great. I didn't personally like the layout of the app, but I'll just be sticking to the G Suite app.
0: <laughs> I, I have Gmail. deleted uh, a few emails on accident that I had to go back in and find. I have accidentally pinned a few things that I didn't intend to pin, but uh, that's easy enough to to get around. But yeah, if you are looking for something for your Android phone uh, to replace your inbox application, uh, check out Spark. It's it's pretty good. I've used it for a week now. I'm digging it. Uh,
1: My favorite is a Braille smartwatch, which is freaking amazing. Uh, so it is uh powered by ma uh, mag- magnets, magnets and electrical signals, um, uh that all link to a Bluetooth signal, uh, and then it has twenty four dots that go through, and so you can rub your finger across and tell what time it is right then and there, which is awesome. That is pretty cool. It's nice to see tech actually going and being used for useful purposeful things for those who don't have that technology readily available to them. Yes. Yeah, it is. Well, that's our show
0: for this week. Uh, if you have any thoughts on this episode or any thoughts in general, go ahead and send them to us at feedback at stolen
1: And remember, if you have any kind of tech questions that you want answered, you want to give us some feedback on some things going on in the, in the geek world. Uh, go ahead and shoot us an email as well find us on social media we'd love to hear and discuss your feedback on the show
0: and if you haven't already please subscribe to stolen droids podcast you can find us on itunes google podcasts spotify and pretty much everywhere else that podcasts are available while you're there be sure to leave us a rating and review so that others know what you think of the show Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Stolen Droids. And for news and information between episodes, be sure to check out StolenDroids.com. We will be back next week with another episode. But until then, be good to each other. Sayonara. This has been a Stolen Droids media production.